Welcome back to The Good, The Bad and The BPD. My name's Tammy Mortland and this week we're going to be chatting about the assessment process that I took to get diagnosed with borderline personality disorder. So after my last episode last week when I said that I convinced myself I was bipolar and I started to notice more and more symptoms, well my sister's actually a qualified psychologist and she texted me and said, just to let you know, There's been research which has found that we will start to experience symptoms of an illness if we convince ourselves enough. It's known as psychosomatic symptomology. They teach us in our clinical placements to read what Google says about certain things so we can sense when someone has read MedMD or Google for a diagnosis. Which leads me nicely on to today's episode. Episode 3, Getting Assessed by a Psychiatrist. My first appointment with a psychiatrist was not what I was expecting. I sat for ages in a waiting room and it was just so plain. There were no pictures on wall. It was just magnolia. It was cold and depressing, just like me. Like, you're supposed to be cheering me up when I come in this room. Like, make it blue, not magnolia. It's the worst colour in the world. I can remember sweating because I was so nervous about what was going to happen on the assessment. Like, in between my fingers were getting sweaty, which made me more frustrated. And I don't know why I worked myself up so much, because all I did was fill out assessments. I had about nine appointments that were all the same over the space of a year. Walk in, beige room, sit down, sweat some more. They never told me what to expect on my visit, just gave my name to the person when I walked in, sat down, waited for someone to call me in. Then I'd fill out an assessment. So there were three types of assessments. Um, One which you answered with smiley faces. So the questions would be, how am I feeling today? How have I felt? How, how, how? How have I felt over the last week? And then you would score it. You'd have like a smiley face, which is really happy. And then you'd have a sad face, which is really low. And then neutral face, obviously being in the middle. And you'd have to score how you were feeling that day or that week. Then you'd got true or false questions so the questions were something like my relationships are very intense and unstable or my emotions change very quickly so for them you'd answer true or false and then you'd get some questions that required a always never or a sometimes answer so the questions would be I suffer from feelings of emptiness and boredom or I engage in frantic efforts to avoid real or imagined abandonment by people who are close to me. So you'd have to answer always, never or sometimes. It felt never-ending, like the amount of trees that they destroyed to make these assessments must be in the thousands. Like, why not do it online? If anyone's going through the assessment process at the minute, like, get in touch and let me know if things are still the same. I'd love to know if it's developed or not over the last five years or so. So once I'd completed an assessment, the assistant psychologist would sit and introduce themselves to me and ask me why I were there. Like, they didn't even look at what I'd written on my assessments. Maybe they did when I left. They probably just wanted me to feel like I'd got the full attention, maybe? I don't know. I saw three different assistant psychologists throughout my assessment period, but as I sat and I repeated myself more times... It started to get annoying and I might as well have just recorded a voice note and played that each time I went in. Because like I say, I was getting more and more annoyed each visit. It was the same thing over and over again. And I didn't feel like I was getting any further forward. Like th- By this point, I'd been waiting two years. It had been two years since my first initial appointment with the doctor. 
two years since I tried my first and only search relief tablet and I was still no closer to getting an answer. And I went home from my appointment still convinced that I were bipolar. I told my partner about my appointment, but he was one of them people who didn't believe in mental health and just dismissed how I was feeling. And do you know what's ironic? <laughs> he messaged me a couple of years ago regarding his mental health and how to deal with it. Funny that, isn't it? <laughs> but basically, I just stopped telling him about my appointments and just carried on with my life. At this point in my life, my three-year relationship needed to be ended by one of us, but I didn't want to be alone. The abandonment side of me kicked in and I talked myself out of ending the relationship numerous times. And then on top of that, I was just having numerous pointless assessments, in my opinion, that never led anywhere. But then, then, my friends, came the big one. The big daddy of all assessments. One with a psychiatrist. I walked into hospital and I gave my details to the receptionist. And, oh yeah, I forgot to mention that when I received my letter to go for a diagnosis assessment, it stated that I could take somebody with me. So I thought, who better than the person I spend eight hours a day with? My MD. Like, he saw me come into work in the morning, get stressed, calm down, fall out with printer, calm down, get angry, calm down again, and then do it all over again next day. So, my MD followed me into the waiting area and our horses hadn't even touched the seat before Dr Jack came out and called my name. So, Dr Jack was quite a small lady, short blonde bob, like a mum bob, and a face like a slapped horse. <laughs> We followed her into her office and sat on some of the most uncomfortable plastic chairs, like, known to man. And the first thing that she asked me is what I wanted from today. And I obviously said a diagnosis as to why I'm so angry and emotional all the time, because I don't believe I'm depressed, I believe I'm bipolar. So I were in there for about an hour, hour and a half, talking about everything from childhood up to the point when... I was sat in the chair, which was back then was 2015. She asked me MD questions about my attention span, like how I deal with change, all that jazz. So we sat there for a while and she's reading back through her notes. And in my head, I'm thinking, come on. Like, I already know I'm bipolar, so just, just tell me what I need to know. So I sat there and I sat there and I sat there. And eventually she opened a gob and said, do you know what EUPD is? And I'm like, never heard on it, duck. So she explained that EUPD stands for Emotionally Unstable Personality Disorder. And from here on out, I'm going to refer to EUPD as BPD because they changed the name from Emotionally Unstable Personality Disorder to just Borderline Personality Disorder. So... Yeah, she explained that I was emotionally unstable due to whatever reason and as she were explaining, I could feel myself getting annoyed with her because I'd already convinced myself that I was bipolar and this woman were telling me that I wasn't, which meant that I'd been lying to myself <laughs> and I don't lie. So that made me more annoyed and looking back now, I was probably more annoyed with myself. No, I was. I was more annoyed with myself than, than the doctor because I were annoyed at myself for being such an idiot, thinking that I knew more than she did. 
<laughs> oh yeah yeah jesus yeah she also said i was borderline schizophrenic whatever that means like how could you be borderline schizophrenic surely you hear voices or you don't but yeah i've never actually looked into that because i don't believe i'm schizophrenic like i know there's different spectrums but to be honest i completely forgot about it until i started going through this paperwork <laughs> How can you forget that you're borderline schizophrenic? Uh, what a turd. Anyway, I don't hear voices in my head. Oh, do I? I mean, she's probably right because the voice in my head is my own. But it does tell me that nobody likes me. People think I'm stupid and I'm not worth it. But then on my good days, it tells me that I'm absolutely fabulous and I'm amazing and nobody's better than I am. So, you know, swings and roundabouts. <laughs> she said to go home and digest all the information that she'd given me some leaflets about support groups therapy options and if i needed out just call her so guess what i did <laughs> that's right i googled every little bit of information about eupd bpd that i could find from symptoms to treatments you name it i knew it even now, I'm a walking BPD handbook. I'd be great in a mental health quiz, like, what do you call somebody who's emotionally unstable? Dammy. <laughs> so, I crammed all this information into my brain, hoping, I think, that a diagnosis would help me. And, like, at that moment in time, the week after my diagnosis, it did not help at all. I was so in denial, I didn't want to believe anything was medically wrong with me. Like, I know I'd convinced myself I'd got bipolar, but a Googled self-diagnosis isn't as real as an official psychiatrist diagnosis, is it, really? Like, it cements the certainty of it all that I am officially crazy. Like I'd always been told that mentally ill people are crazy, so I must be. And after my diagnosis, I just kept myself busy. I didn't really have time to think about my diagnosis, and... To be honest, I didn't want to. I didn't want to accept that this is who I was and I'd have to change certain things about me. I'd have to tell my employer. and I mean, my MD obviously already knew, but if I ever left that role and went to another one, I'd got loads of different things going around in my brain, like how would I get employed? Would anybody ever love me? All that stuff. So I just did what I usually do and tried to push all them feelings down until I had time to deal with them. And yeah, I think that's what I told myself. <laughs> I got no intention of dealing with them, if I'm honest. And it's at this point where my life gets very interesting because me and my partner of three and a half years broke up and my MD emotionally groomed me so yeah that's the end of today's episode i'm going to leave you on a bit of a cliffhanger next week's episode i'm going to tell you about my first proper relationship and the only person that's ever broken my heart and trust me you're probably going to want to hear this one <laughs> hopefully i don't get sued for slander <laughs> thank you for listening to the good the bad and the bpd i'm tammy mortland have a lovely day